Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very wonderful interview at From the Back Tees podcast, which is a podcast that is From the Back Tees. I am very excited to be here. This is my first interview. I'm your co-host, Jerry Liu, and with me, as always, is Zach Penser, our HM... Uh, I, uh, oh, I forget the acronym. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Excited for this interview. Surprise guest. I'm more than all right. I can't, uh, don't nobody worry about me. Uh, Zach, we have a special guest on the blower today. Who is he? Our guest, PGA Tour ca- uh, caddy for Ryan Brem, Lorcan Morris. How's it going, Lorcan? Good, Zach. I, I'm Jerry Liu. I appreciate you guys having me on tonight. This is, a, this is an honor. I, 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 like, I like your guys' podcast a lot. I don't uh, listen to a lot of golf stuff, but I do listen to, uh, to you guys. I, mean, I think it's uh, what you guys are doing is good. Well, we appreciate that. And I'd say out of probably our dozens and dozens of fans, that is a, a mighty large endorsement. And we can, only, uh, we can only get bigger from there. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on, really. Excellent organizer, too. Always available. <laughs> no, it's, it's because, you know, it's, I'm, I'm excited to do this with you guys and hopefully give the listeners um, an insight to uh, um, the PGA Tour inside the ropes. Yeah, well, you yeah, I was Access gonna say, inside the ropes. Lorcan is currently sitting in a car at a PGA Tour event as we speak. That's as inside the ropes as it gets. Yeah, well, yeah. Except there's no ropes here, man. This is we never get to park. Uh, we always get to park way outside the ropes. They always put us far away. So I'm in Caddy Park and across the street from the Country Club of Jackson, in the, ah. in Jackson, Mississippi. Just got in today. Nice. Well, why don't you, uh, Lorcan, catch the crowd up a little bit uh, in terms of uh, who you are like what are your roots maybe and kind of what your path has been briefly, which, cause I'm sure we're going to touch on your uh, path and rise to where you're at. Uh, just give us a roundabout uh, like uh, elevator pitch and interview about how, where you came from and what you're doing now and why. Yeah, I'm from Dublin, Ireland originally. Um, I moved to the States um, full time in 2001, initially um, to Miami, Florida for several weeks I was based down there at the International Links in Mel Reese. I got offered a golf scholarship uh, virtually um, right away when I got to the States based on some success and uh, some junior events at the time. I started at Wingate University in August um, 2001. I played five years of uh, college golf there. I played two years, redshirted a year, and two more years. Um, had a great time there. Um, after college, I met my wife, Kimberly, who um, I am obviously now married to we've got two great kids trinity who's 11 years of age and uh, my son fergus who's three um i started caddying um pretty much uh essentially right after college i played some mini tour events found out very quickly it cost a lot of money that i didn't have and uh quite frankly was not good enough to play professional golf and um started caddying in uh, 2009 on uh, the lpga tour and I basically caddied on the LPGA Tour uh, 9, 10, and 11 on the PGA Tour in 2012, LPGA Tour in 13, and back on uh, the PGA Tour in uh, in 14, and then finished out in uh, 2015 on the LPGA Tour. Then I decided to take um, home more, and I said to Kimberly that um, I was going to retire from caddying, and I did retire. Went home, spent 22 months at home, and um, became a fireman in EMT. We can get into that later. I'd love to talk more about that. And uh, then um, I started, uh, met Ryan last year um, at an event, not last year, oh, yeah, it was about 19 months ago now, coming up on two years, um, and had a meeting with uh, with Ryan and um, his wife, Chelsea, 
um, you know, for a couple of hours, and um, they offered me a deal, a business deal that um, was very, very good for the business that I'm in. Actually, an unheard of deal. Great, great people. Really appreciate both of them, me, Kimberly, and I do, and so do the kids. And uh, yeah, we've been uh, we've been together ever since, and it's been uh, quite a roller coaster ride, man. All the way back to second stage last year, and then uh, here we are. I mean, it's not even it's it's nine months ago we were at second stage, and here we are at the PGA Tour with a full card. So yeah, that's pretty much the uh, condensed condensed version. I know you guys have been on the internet all week from your text messages to me, so you guys know a lot more about me than I probably know about myself. So you guys can go ahead and hit me with hard with questions because I got answers. Well, I'll ask. Maybe, we'll just, maybe remind me of some things in my life that I've forgotten about. Well, we'll get the, what we'll call the non-Wikipedia, non-golf stuff out of the way, and I'll ask it real quick, Zach, just because he just mentioned it. But um, uh, tell us the firefighter EMT stuff briefly. Absolutely, man. I was at home. I wasn't doing anything at all, really. I was just playing a lot of golf, got my amateur status back, uh, finished uh, runner-up in the uh, the Connacht uh, mid-amateur, which is the Irish mid-amateur back home in, uh, in Ireland. And when it came back, Kimberly's like, man, you got to do something. So I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm definitely not becoming a, um, a cop because I'm afraid of guns. We don't have guns where I grew up. So I wouldn't know how to shoot a gun. So I said, I'm going to go to the fire academy. So I enrolled in the fire academy nine weeks and uh, graduated number one at 35 years of age, and, uh, which is quite, quite uh, shocking to me and impressive. I even impressed myself with that. I don't impress myself much. <laughs> I, uh, I, I was president of, president of the class and I got a job. I worked at Agdom uh, with some great guys down there. I did that for seven months and uh, that's when I got the job with Ryan. But I still volunteer when I'm home. I'm at a Shanghai Fire Department, which is uh, right by my house there in uh, Boiling Springs, huh. um, North Carolina. It's a great department, a small department, 45 members, 20 are active. Got a great chief there with Mike Carr, great assistant chief with uh, with Jimmy Queen, and uh, there's a uh, really some really good captains down there with uh, Mike Bridges and David Dodd. That are those guys are the lifeline to me on the road. They really uh, they call me all the time and check in on me. And then when I'm home, I get to work there, so it's nice. I get to give back to the immediate area I live in. That's well, perfect. But, Shout yeah. out uh, Mark and Jimmy and uh, Mike and all those guys you mentioned. Uh, uh, the reason why I asked uh, that uh, real quick, uh, as our audience knows, I did six years active duty in the United States Coast Guard, and the last four of those six, I was stationed at a shipyard at a fire department where, luckily, we had good enough fire prevention and we were sa the safety office measures set forth there in the four years there, I never saw any fires. You know, we had a lot of twisted ankles at the gym or maybe a couple of catastrophic, disgusting injuries, but ultimately, I went through the Baltimore City Fire Academy and when I went through there at age 21, that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I'm 35 now. And to think that if you could somehow pull me out to go do that, I double tip of the cap to you because that is still to date is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And ours was six months. Hardest thing I've ever done for sure. Yeah. Baltimore puts you through it's six unbelievable, months. Man. It's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. I agree with you, man. It's, it's mentally and physically the hardest thing you'll do. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, very different. I think uh, it definitely goes in one of those categories to me of like people who should be paid certainly what they're worth or what they do to the community and things like that. But also on the flip side, I look at it as God forbid, if we all did better uh, with fire prevention and weren't as accidental, then firefighters wouldn't need to exist per se. So, you know, just one of those things. <clears throat> 
I think firefighters shouldn't be called firefighters. They should be called when you fuck up specialists because <laughs> that's what we do. We don't count on two hands the amount of fires I was in. And I, and I couldn't count on everybody's hand in America the amount of calls that we ran when people were just being fucking stupid, man. That's what it boils down to. I mean, there's no easier way to put it. That's I've it. never heard of I've never heard it put that way, but Zach, he's hit the nail right on the head. I mean, it, it, and then the rest of the part that fills the void is the Coast Guard because if it a lot of stuff they did. That's kind of like the whole like you fucked up department. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, man, we can we can get totally off topic and talk about this. I mean, I can talk about fire calls. We need to do another another podcast. I don't know what it can be called. Well, I'm I tell the you, stupid what, tree or something. You could most <laughs> certainly. Well, hey, hey, we're all we're all down. <laughs> but ultimately, Zach, we could we could make Morgan be our uh, first return guest when we have like one of these off seasons where maybe he's not too busy and we can uh, really get off the cuff. But uh, Mr. Pencer, can you steer us back onto the road with golf, please? What do you got to talk to Mr. Morris about? I'm going to give you the hard hitting questions since Jerry's our golf guy. I'm more of the hard hitting questions guy. What was the party like when Ryan got his tour card? Oh, I didn't realize there was a party. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I so let me tell you about Ryan about Ryan Brim getting his tour card. My I signed my little boy up for swim lessons. This is a true story. Everything I say is true. Ask Ryan I, and my wife. My wife would tell you I never lie. Santa Claus never lies. That's what I tell my kids. So the night that Ryan won, I'd signed my little boy up for, for swim lessons. And it started on the Monday morning. And all summer long, all he wanted was his daddy to take him to swim lessons. So I said, no problem. And I said, we're playing in New York. It's perfect. I can be back in, uh, in Boiling Springs on Sunday night. Well, what do you know, man? We went and we won the golf tournament. And so what do you do? Man, you got to make a decision. This, we not only win the golf tournament, we won in the playoff and we got our PGA Tour card. So I got in the car like a good dad, man. I stayed at the golf course for about 20 minutes and um, I came back to my house. And I'd love to tell you that, that uh, I know what the party was like, but I don't because I didn't participate. So, I mean, I hate to let you down on that one, but that's the, that's, that's the truth, man. Quite a boring existence. But I will tell you this, guys. I was in the car for about eight hours. And I told my friend Tim Schnornberg this on the phone a few weeks ago because he asked me the same thing he, the next day or a couple of days later. Man, that must have been unbelievable on Sunday. And I said, man, it was incredible being inside the ropes on 18 when we won. And you just you breathe this sigh of relief because all of your stuff comes through. And you, know, you got all these people. There was a lot of people in New York. It was over July the 4th, several thousand people out there. You can see in the videos. Man, when I got in my car, it was the most lonely and the biggest letdown probably in my life because everything that I thought it would be it absolutely was not you know what I mean all the crowds gone everything and uh, I, it totally hit me when I got to Pennsylvania Turnpike and I think the toll was like seven dollars and you had to pay cash and I only had six and I didn't have any change in my car or nothing and the toll booth lady uh, said you need to pull over and she took my tag and gave me a ticket so I could mail in the extra dollar and I, I'm just sitting there with the, I have, I have, you know, a flag beside me that's signed by Ryan Brim. I have the golf ball that went all the way around the world. If you guys saw the putt, it absolutely was the putt, the putt that went all the way around the world. It should not have went in, but thank, thank the Lord it did. And I have the bib, the bib that I wore. I've achieved everything I've wanted to achieve to that point in my career. And then I have this lady arguing with me over a dollar on the toll booth in, in, 
just another schmuck yeah, who's a no, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's it. And, and, and I totally and I totally don't think that I'm anything special because because we won that day or anything. But I just thought it was a real uh, reality check that in the grand scheme of things, it really uh, uh, on the golf course, it doesn't matter what you do, man. It's much more important about to me anyway, um, who you are off the golf course. I think a few years ago, if you'd have asked me this before my little boy was born, um, I'd have given you a different answer. But to me, um, it's much more important to me to be a better person off the golf course than than uh, than what you're perceived to be on it. But I I uh, I heard the party was unbelievable. I heard he actually may have played piano that night. Oh really? And I hate that I missed that. Oh, so he he tickles the ivories. Uh, he apparently did that night. I didn't see it. Oh nice. And well, that's listen, the story. Like yeah. Is that the story yeah. of how you sold the bib for one dollar? I didn't sell the bib. I saw. I know. I sold my Irish accent for two dollars. I told her I talked to her for ten minutes. She, and I actually got a, a, a dollar back. Yeah. But it's all right, man. I'm from. I'm from. I'm from Ireland, dude. When I when I came over here first, man, I didn't know anything about American football. I thought a quarterback was a refund. So I mean, I'm all about the refunds. That's I didn't amazing. I've never heard that one. So, hey, good. Good on yeah, you, Zach. There you oh, go. That's strictly an American joke. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, listen. That actually segues. Uh, you said something that makes me want to ask you a question, uh, uh, big time. We uh, a lot of people have probably seen your uh, little Q and A you did with the Caddy Network uh, just about a year and a week ago uh, was when they dropped that article, and you'd mentioned that one of your favorite Caddy memories was the LPGA Futures Tour Championship in New York, and the date just happened to be the 10 year anniversary of 9 11. And this is your favorite caddy moment. And that was all that was said on that little article. Can you expand why? I can guess a few reasons, but you tell us why that was your best caddy memory. Yeah, I sure I, I, I sure can. And, and and believe it or not, it still stands out to this day as my um, as my favorite memory in golf. Because um, first off, it was with uh, Sidney Michaels, who um, to this day, Sydney and, Sydney and I have been best friends now going on um, just, just shy of a decade been friends with Sydney right since she came out to UCLA. Um, I've actually, um, um, as her agent and her manager, since she turned professional, we've done a lot of uh, really, really great business deals together. And um, we still talk on the phone. Um, I'm probably legitimately talking to Sydney on the phone four days a week and FaceTiming her um, two or three days a week. We're really, really close. We're raising our kids um, together. Uh, her daughter, Isla, is uh, right around the same age as Fergus. And um, it was a culmination of a, of a lot of things that week in New York uh, with Sydney. Um, first off, we were uh, she one of my best friends, like I said. So I mean, you don't get to really a, a lot of these uh, player caddy relationships are professional, so um, as they should be. And Sydney and I definitely overstepped that line, which was fine because of with our, with our both of our personalities, we were able to do that and still and still be very successful together, and still to this day make a very successful business team. Um, the biggest thing about that tournament was we had won two weeks prior in Vidalia, New York, and Sydney was going for her second win in a row. And if she wins the Tour Championship, she gets Rookie rookie of the Year as well. And September the 11th in, in New York, it just doesn't get any better than that. And let me also throw in something. There was no practice rounds that week. The weather was so bad, the golf course never opened until the first round. And they turned one of the par fours into a par three. And uh, at one point in the final round, it got so wet that they moved the tee box on the par three after the first five or six groups had went through. The rules officials came out and moved the tee box. I've never heard anything like it in my life to this day. And um, Interesting. 
wow. just, it was it was a complete disaster. But anyway, um, Sydney and I went to New York, well, way prepared, ready to go, um, and to play our practice rounds. We were going to win the Tour Championship. That was our goal, and we got there. And it was very, very obvious. This golf course was underwater. We actually didn't think the tournament was going to take place at all. So what do you do if you're there with a beautiful blonde from Southern California? You gingerly suggest we go to Manhattan until we hear otherwise. So here the two of us went in this little rented Volkswagen that Sydney did. We drove from upstate New York into Manhattan. And we spent four days on the complete and utter piss we had a great time jimmy gudger a, friend, a mutual friend of ours was living in new york and we went to the meatpacking district every night um and actually to be fair to sydney now we got up every morning and we we, we uh we did our workout great runs are actually memories uh that i cherish forever we had some really really good workouts in new york city and we talk about them to this day we had some really great runs and several times you're running and she'd be like man can you, i can't believe we're running in manhattan and i was like i know it's awesome so then uh yeah we won the tour championship and um it was fantastic. Really, really good. Yeah, Very great, cool. great memory. And uh, another boring thing, man. I have had another flight booked on the Sunday night, so I didn't stay for that party either. So there you go. Um, answer, dude. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Next question. <laughs> You'll need a new party yeah. now. We'll need one this year on the PGA Tour. Well, yeah, it could be a lot different for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I have a good question for you. If... You guys, I don't know if you've ever played around with anyone with Tiger Woods, but assuming we take him out, who's one player you would love to be like teeing off with? Do they have to be alive? No. They don't. That would have to be um, uh, my granddad for sure because he introduced me to the game of golf. Yeah, no oh, doubt about it. He passed away in um, 2000 and, uh, 2015, man. And I, um, I think about him every single day when I'm on the golf course because he was the first person I called after every round when I, in my, my, throughout my entire career, and I can't call him anymore. Yeah. Sorry, Zach. I don't have a more exciting answer for you, man. No, no, no. <laughs> we we try to, Zach tries to portray this edgy, viral uh, like ambiance for our website, and it's great because everyone from Kip Henley to Logan Morris, we're getting the – Lorcan, excuse me. We're getting all these guys that are just like giving us the ultimate family answers, which is perfect because it's like in the end, like earnestness yeah. and wholesomeness wins. So you know, the Great family answer. people win, go win out on top overall all the time. Great answer. Great question, though. Yeah, I just um, I hate um I I, I really I hate, my granddad was a big uh, he wasn't into he wasn't that into ladies golf man. He really appreciated what I did and he appreciated I worked for some of the best players in the world. But he didn't um, he didn't appreciate women's golf for what it is. So for me and for him, um, watching uh, Ryan and I win would have been huge. So I definitely I thought about him a lot in New York when Ryan and I won because he would have uh, that would have been something that really got his uh, his attention. Yeah, but I'd like to play with him again for sure. Okay, and, um, then to be on a on a serious on a serious note, take out Tiger Woods. I mean, you can't. Play, play this game and be involved in this game inside the ropes like I am unless you, uh, you want to um, I mean you've got to want to be around Jack Nicklaus I just because he's the greatest of all time I mean statistically he is you can say what you want the fields weren't as deep you can say all this other stuff the players weren't as good it doesn't matter man what impresses me about Jack Nicklaus is not the 18 majors I mean that's really impressive what impresses me is the runner-up finishes how many runner-ups does he have in majors that's more impressive as many as he yeah. wins yeah, he has he has eighteen. Right? Well, he you has, know what impresses me. You know, 
and I think I think Tiger Woods. I think the fifteen majors is absolutely unparalleled. I never thought he'd get to fifteen. To be honest, I went on PGA Tour again. I was one of those guys, which is an absolute shame. I should know better. I'm inside the ropes every week, but I think it's that was an unbelievable win that he had um, in in April at the Masters. But what impresses me the most about Tiger is the cut streak. How many how many cuts did he make in a row? One hundred and seventy something. Is that right? Or, oh yeah, the cut streak because. Man, it's just unbelievable. The cut streak is just incredible. It's not talked about enough. I mean, we talk about like these Ironman awards and other sports, which are, are are valuable. And maybe some people would immediately argue in golf that, oh, Tiger, well, he could have taken some weeks off. But I then, don't and- think with Tiger is the physical. It's just the overcoming the mental obstacles that this game throws at you. For him to come back and and win a major championship, not only a major, but on the hollowed grounds of Augusta National, where it all started in 1997. And all, you go back through on all the history of golf. I mean, for him to come back and be able to walk those hills with those injuries and then to be able to mentally win, it's unbelievable. That's what, so, that's what got me. Not the coming back from the physical ailment, but coming back from the from mentally from where he was at. I mean, you guys remember in Phoenix when he couldn't even he couldn't even chip the ball on the green. It was un- I thought that was it. I didn't think we'd ever see him play again after that day. I was one of those. Yeah. 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 No, real quick. So said, stupid, man. Have you been to Augusta? Have you actually, and not as a uh, spectator, have you actually walked the course? Augusta is the only, I said this, I said this tonight, I graduated from the Fighter Academy. I was trying to get these younger guys to, um, to believe in themselves, that they can achieve anything they want in their lives. And I've caddied in every major championship except the Masters. The only one I haven't caddied in. So I've been there as a spectator. Oh. Um, actually have two tickets for, for next year on Tuesday. I got them in the, in the draw. So that's pretty. That's pretty fun. You can't even get tickets if you're a caddy. It's the only tournament of the year. You can't get tickets. So, yeah, I know. I'm excited to go. We'll we'll yeah. talk off the air. So I'll my, give you my information. You know, you can stay at my house. Yeah, I got man. You know, uh, yeah, I got I got loads of uh, loads of new best friends after I got those tickets. It's been really really good for me. Actually, it's probably been better. It's probably actually done more for my relationships than that than winning with Ryan. It's been awesome. So yeah. So cheers, that's terrible. Cheers to the guys at Augusta. Yeah, he's not wrong, but it's oh my so god. So many friends. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Oh yeah. man. Zach, you got something else for him? I'm, I'm still catching my breath over here. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a couple good ones. We actually had a lot of Twitter questions that people oh. wanted us to ask you. So one of the biggest questions we got was, "How do caddies?" feel about being blamed or reprimanded for, reprimanded for shots gone bad or wrong club selection, bad yardage. It's kind of like the speed greller situation that happened. Couldn't tell you, man. I don't ever recall working for anybody that's ever blamed me for anything. No recollection of it at all. Sturdy answer. Zero. Yeah. Seems like a good no relationship to me then. Not, well, not, I don't know. That's good. No, man, it's a, it's a, it's it's short term memory, man. You got if you don't have short term memory and le- and leather skin, man. Uh, Victoria's Secret's hiring sales of sales <laughs> associates. That's where you need to work, <laughs> or somewhere like that. I mean, you got to go somewhere where it's soft, man. You're not going to survive in this in this industry. So how does it make me feel? It doesn't I don't even think about it, man. It's nothing. It's part of the business. It is what it is. You know, yeah. Zach tested that tiny bit just being a resort looper in that, I mean, I remember a lot. I remember all the good faces. I remember all the good memories and good times. But honestly, when if, if, if you caddy, and if you caddy, you play a lot too, just because it's part of your nature. 
you see so much golf that I've just lost it via osmosis. If it's like, it's like I have like a four week memory span of golf shots, and like sometimes it's shorter than that, and it all just gets pushed out like books down the shelf for more room. It's just like, nope, sorry. Somebody will try to be like, yeah, we worked together a month ago. I'm like, I guess we did. I just, I don't know. I mean, it's just, and those are my coworkers. And some of my best, uh, some of my best memories are the worst, uh, the worst flare ups I've seen, and, and it's so much fun to go out with the players like several weeks or months later. And uh, you're like, oh, I remember that time in Houston, or you, right? hey man, remember, remember when we were in, remember when we were in, uh, when we were in Florida, remember when we were here or there, whatever. It's 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 uh, it's really really funny. I do remember one time Sydney was really struggling. Um, I don't. Oh, we were in Georgia, I think it was, and she'd made a couple of bogeys in a row, and um, I just put the bag down. And I said, Sid, you got to let it out of you. She's like, I'm so angry right now. And I said, listen, I'm going to put this bag down. And it was a time when all the, we're in the final group, all the spectators went under the tunnel and they went off. And I said, you're going to kick this bag as hard as you can. And she goes, and she turned around and roundhouse kicks this man. And it was one of those old tailor-made bags where the uh, letters were pronounced and they came off the bag, man, flying onto the putting and grain. That was it. She kicked it so hard. She kicked the letter off the bag. Story. <laughs> now, a wait a second. Memory. Yeah. I swear to God, I've either heard you, it must have been you on a different podcast telling that story, or you're not the first golfer, and this is like an LPGA caddy relationship thing, because it's like most caddies are still male, and women know how to like like compartmentalize and manage their emotions in a, I don't want to say better or worse way, but differently, and if we can identify that and work it together, I take it this, a lot of uh, LPGA caddies have done that before, because I feel like I've heard that story where they're just like, no one's looking. Yeah, like, no, it's I, brilliant. I, I am the, the best party. She, she, she still has the bag, because you need to keep a bag like that. That's an awesome bag. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's some oh. people, like, the best thing they might need is to, blow, to, like, vent a little bit, and venting a little bit is different to every person. I mean, so, obviously, if no one's, like you said, yeah. it was perfect. No one's around, you're just like, hey, hey, just give this thing a whack real quick. Everyone could feel yeah. better. You never know. What, what's the worst could happen? Yeah, she's... she's she still got the bag. I know that because I just seen it a few months ago and at her house. And uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure she probably still has the banana in there too that she put in there in the tent take. No one's Sydney. She hasn't taken it out. Oh lord, <laughs> I know people like that. Oh I, my god, they're bio. They're, aren't they like biodegradable? <laughs> that was the greatest moment in <laughs> podcast history. Oh, it was lovely. It was an American accent, spot on. That was it. In California, man. <laughs> no, no. And no, I love that's, Sydney. She knows that. That's the representation of two thirds of the world thinks yeah. we sound like that. And it's like, I'm fine with that. They do. Yeah. Oh no, I just know that she sounds like that. She's great. She's, she's awesome. <laughs> I think you broke me, but I got, a, I got one more question for me. Well, I, I got a couple, but real quick. One of them that I keep seeing us get pestered about on the website which is no big deal, or us on social media. And I can't really answer this because despite all the golf I've done, despite all the caddying I've done, I've only caddied at Bandon Dunes Golf Resort. And that place has gotten like to be the size of five Disneyland fans now, so why would I leave? Everyone keeps asking, what's the path to getting on, quote, tour as a caddy? I know there's many paths because there's not many of us and it's all different. I tell them in short, if you just hit your wagon to the right young gun at the right time, then yeah, maybe you'll be on tour. And then a lot of guys aren't because the talent level is getting so insane. But in kind of just a Reader's Digest version, Lorcan, can you tell us what the, quote, path to the tour is? Because that's the question we get all the time. I have no idea, man, how you would go about getting a job on tour. I honestly do I wouldn't have a clue, man. Um, I think uh, I, I couldn't. I get That's a question I get asked all the time, man. I do. Mm. And you'll get 100. You ask 150 guys this week, how would you get to PGA Tour? You're going to get 150 answers. 
except from Steve Moreno's brother, because he'll probably tell you his brother's on the PGA Tour, which is true. <laughs> he is. So, yeah. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, um, yeah. I mean, for me, man, I just uh, I, I I met Laura Davies in 1994 when I was 12 years of age. I got very very lucky, and I just stayed in touch with Laura my whole um, my whole um, teenage and early adolescent years. Laura was great to me. She was a great confidant, a great friend, always somebody to call. And I called Laura in 2009 and said, "Hey, Laura, like I'm uh, I'm looking to, uh, for a job. Like I'm looking to start caddying, and uh, she's in Canada." And um, she said, "Yeah, we're going to uh, Arkansas next week. If you uh, you meet me in Arkansas, I'll get you a I'll get you a bag." She goes, "I'm good. I'm getting you one bag, and um, you're going to work for that girl. And um, if she fires you after a week, you're you're on your own. You get your next job." And uh, thankfully, she didn't. That was uh, Marissa Baena, and I worked for Marissa until she uh, until she retired. So that was that was pretty pretty wow. good. Laura Laura got me. Wow. And, yeah, and then uh, obviously, I think. Uh, I think success parlays across the tours, honestly, man. I think uh, guys, guys on the PGA Tour, they do pay attention to the uh, the LPGA, especially if they're looking for caddies and stuff. And it's the same agents, so you're dealing with the same agency and the same agents, same managers uh, of the players. So I think that's that's how you kind of transition. But um, as regards getting out here, I wouldn't even know where to start, man. I just I was in the right place at the right time when I was 12 years of age and kind of was uh, smart enough or to be able to see uh, that Laura could uh, really help me. She was world number one at the time, and I've uh, kept that relationship going to this day. Although we're not as close as we used to be, we still uh, we would still talk if we saw each other. She's been very, very good to me. Very cool. I mean, you know, you hear that, folks? And, Zach, we will have a very a hot link provided if anyone ever asks, uh, hey, uh, what's the path to the tour? I'm just like, we'll just play like a 75-second soundbite of what you just said, where it's just like, it's, it, it, it is what it and is. Honestly, just- man, let me tell you, I, I, uh, I don't know anybody. Like, I mean, you guys may have guys on here that may be able to tell you something different. But if the guy is, is just doesn't know anybody associated with the tour and just shows up because he wants to caddy, it's probably not going to work out for him. And can't want it too much on the tour level. The guy sense the excitement. You can't be excited, man, externally. You can't be... Uh, I mean, like classic example, last week at the Greenbrier, Ryan and I were hitting balls. And uh, on our right side was Bryson DeChambeau and our left side was... Uh, was Bubba Watson and uh, Ryan was hitting, and he come back to the bag and said something like, uh, "Have you seen? Uh, watch, watch, watch this. Watch him hit it right here." And he's talking about Bryson. Bryson hits it very, very well. And I, I didn't even realize that Bryson DeChambeau was beside us because I couldn't care less, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? My focus is on my guy. I'm not there to watch to watch other guys play golf. And uh, I think that's probably a lot of guys uh, crash and burn. We see guys come out all the time. Um, that want to come out and they want to be tour caddies. Well, I don't think you can want to be. I think it kind of just has to, the dominoes just kind of have to fall for you in the right in the right way. I certainly feel really fortunate to do what I do for a living. I feel even more fortunate to be able to take 22 months off and still have my friends out here to help me get an, another job because that was a, that's not very typical to get jobs once you're out of the business. Amen so, I know you got loads of Twitter questions. Yeah, I could hit you with another one, so uh, I'll give him credit. Hit me with everything you got, man. I'm here. I wore my bulletproof helmet. No, you can't knock me out tonight. (laughs) I know you might have some responses to this after the uh, Augusta ticket comment. Trevor, Tac6Tac, great name. He wants to know if tour caddies get hounded for ticket requests, signatures, and stuff like that from family and how that plays into their relationships inside the ropes. I can tell you I I don't anymore. I did um, probably a long time ago, 
um, I keep a um, I keep a very close circle of friends, man. I got about I got about four or five guys that I'm really really close to, and everything else, everybody else, I keep. Um, for me, uh, it stopped about five or six years ago. Tiger played in the Wells Fargo, and um, one of my wife's uh, family members asked me for tickets, and I said, "Sure, man, no problem." I said, "What day do you want?" He said, "Sunday," and I said, "Yeah, that's no problem. How many you want? Twelve. Twelve tickets for Sunday, and it went an event that Tiger Woods is playing in." And I said, man, I said, uh, I can get, I can get it done. I said, but that's a, I didn't say that was a little excessive. I should have. I came home and my wife said, no, you're not doing that. And I said, no, I'll do it because I've always told them all whenever, whatever they want. So I went and got the 12 tickets for Sunday and called them up on Monday morning. I was on the LPGA tour at the time. And I was like, man, did you get to see Tiger play? I said, no, we didn't go. So that was it. Oh. That was it, man. Pull the rug. Pull, pull, well, you know what I mean, man. One bad apple. They say one bad apple shouldn't destroy it for everybody, but for me, it did, man, because it was a lot of effort to get those uh, twelve tickets for uh, for Sunday. So that was that was it. And so no, I don't get um, I don't I don't get hounded for it. But I don't put myself out there for it either, to be honest with you. I used to when I was younger because I thought it was, I thought it was like I said earlier, I was a different person when I was when I was younger, caddying, and I thought it was sure. super cool. And that you're like this Hollywood celebrity, which you're not. Um, so yeah, I don't put myself out there for it at all. My friend Bill Boone. He's my closest friend around uh, around uh, Boiling Springs. He loves he loves golf swag. He never asks me for it, but I bring him back something for every every week. Never ever asks, but he loves it. So I try to I try to look after the guys like that to have a real passion for golf and a real interest in what uh, in what Ryan and I are doing. But yeah, no, we don't get asked for it at all. Or I don't anyway. But just because I don't put myself out there. Zach, you got another Twitter question? Uh, I do. So before I get to the Twitter question, we'll change it up between Twitter question and my bad questions. <laughs> if you Google your name, actually, one of the first things that comes up is a picture you may know, you may be familiar with, of you with former President Bill Clinton. Can we get, we need oh, the background Kimberly. story of this. I'm Googling. Kimberly right warned me about talking. I know everybody, everybody is. Oh, oh. All, all seven listeners are on their phones right now going ballistic. <laughs> their network is shut down. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't get ahead of yourself. There's yeah. four listeners. Yeah. yeah. No, there's definitely going to be three because all three of us are going to listen to it. And I know that Bill Boone's going to listen to it. Oh, so you exactly. went to Jenny King Call next week. <laughs> He's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, let me tell you. So, the Bill Clinton story is absolutely, that's actually could be. If, it's a little bit long-winded. I'll, it's, I, it's not too long, I'll tell you. So um, I was caddying in 2015 um, for Sarah Kemp. And Sarah was playing on um, on three tours, playing in Australia, Europe, and um, the LPGA Tour. Great girl. I love Kempy to this day. Some best times of the golf course with her. And Sarah and I became very good friends with Lisa Cornwell, Golf Channel uh, host. And uh, I kept on telling uh, Kempy jokingly, she's uh, a part of the Clinton dynasty because it's, it's like Bill's uh, Bill's niece or whatever. So anyway, I finally worked worked up the, the the balls one day to walk up and approach her. I was like, "Hey, uh, Cornwall, you uh, related to Clinton?" She's and she just starts smiling. I was like, "I want to meet him." That's what I said to her, just straight out. And uh, we, Lisa and I, were very close. We're very close at the time. And uh, she said, "Well, if he's ever around, when um." When when we're in town, when when we're when we're in a when we're in a town, if he's ever in the town that we're in, uh, it'll be done. And I was like, okay. So in uh, 2015, uh, Lisa and I just happened to be renting a house together in Phoenix, Arizona. We were uh, 
or not just Lisa and I, the entire Golf Channel crew, I was staying with them all that week. They rented, they always rent a nice house. And uh, I was laying in bed and it came up, uh, Phoenix getting ready for President Clinton's uh, visit this evening. And it's like that scene in Rocky when uh, they talk about Rocky fighting for the world title and Mickey throws the popcorn all over himself and just gets up and runs straight over to his apartment. I went busting into Cornwall's room and Lisa was gone. She already gone to the golf course. So I'm like texting her and calling her and she finally picks up. I'm like, Lisa, I said, he's here. She's like, who? And I said, Bill. I said, he's coming tonight. And she's like, what time and I was like I don't know and she goes okay hold on and, I, and I'm texting her I'm like what do you need from me my driver's license all this other stuff and she's like no no hold on hold on and then she texts back yeah I need your driver's license because you got to get past this uh, so, uh, secret service and whatnot so I give it to her or whatever and she goes well we're on we're on air until five o'clock or something it was and she goes he's leaving at six so we got to go straight away and I was like no problem so I go down and I pick her up at the golf course, except there was a weather delay. So it was 5.45 and I'm picking her up and it's a half an hour away. We're at this high school in Phoenix where, uh, where uh, President Clinton was. So I said, what am I going to do? And she goes, drive as fast as you can in any lane you want. And if we get pulled over, we'll just tell them. It's like, that seems like actually a pretty good idea right now because I'm not going to blow this opportunity to meet <laughs> somebody who had such an, um, an unbelievable impact on my country as regards uh, the P uh, the Good Friday peace agreement and whatnot. So we are absolutely flying down this highway in Phoenix, Arizona. We're uh, we ain't three minutes from the golf course, man. Straight away, highway patrolman. And I'm like, see, Cornwall, I told you. She's like, it's fine, it's fine. So I, I rolled down the window and I'd already prepared myself for this. And I said, sir, I said, this is Lisa Cornwall. She is President Clinton's niece and we are going to Phoenix to meet him. And if you, um, if you give us a police escort, um, you'll meet him too and he said uh, well just hold on here and I said no Google and I'm shouting out the window Google her name you'll see all loads of pictures of her and President Clinton he comes back and goes follow me so he gave us a police escort we got there in about seven minutes it was perfect oh, we went in and he got his picture with her. <laughs> yeah. well man those pictures are actually man so it wasn't like I thought it was going to be in a room with six or seven hundred people man or a thousand people whatever it was a room and it was just me and Lisa and, and, and President Clinton and uh, his two Secret Service guys who were really uh, good friends with uh, with Lisa. And, and we spent uh, 40 minutes one-on-one -on -one with President Clinton. They're like, are you kidding me? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. I've seen him a couple of, I've seen him, I've seen him a couple of times since. And uh, he always was like, working my man. And I'm like, I, I'm, I've always heard this rumor, I'm sure you guys have, that um, if he meets you, he never forgets you. But, I've heard, I mean, 40 minutes. I wouldn't call that. I mean, that's ridiculous. I wouldn't call it's that a rumor. He, I mean, it, it, he does have that yeah. womanizing, like, kind of rumor about him in the country. But it's, but it's also because he's a very personable, charming person, and people who are oh, nice. He's, uh, man, he's, he's so he's so great, and we had a we had a we had a great we had a really really good conversation about Ireland and um, the peace process, and a, a lot about um, about golf and stuff. It was great. It was it was really uh, really really special. I think that picture that you're uh, talking to is probably a, is it a selfie? Is it the one that's on Wikipedia? Um, yeah. I actually like this. Just pulled it up. Hold on, I just pulled it yeah. up right now via Google Image, which is. It's, if you can see in the the view, it's like oh, yeah, yeah. It's that right there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a selfie, and uh, he took that. Now, to be fair, though, funny. to be fair, I'm, I did this. I typed in Lorkin Morris into Google Images, and it said nothing came up. And then I typed in Lorkin Morris caddy, and that was if you, you only you guys will see it. The third picture to come up. The first one was the picture of you from the Caddy Network uh, article, and the second one is uh, you on tour, uh, uh, Lorkin Morris PJ Tour caddy. It's your Facebook picture, so. Yeah. And oh, then yeah, that was a pretty cool story. 
And uh, Bill's been very good to me, man. I have a uh, he's uh, he graciously um, gave me some uh, some kind uh, of contact information and whatnot, and uh, he's helped me with uh, some stuff um, over the years. He's been great to me. I, I can't say enough good things about him. And I'm not uh, I'm definitely not endorsing anybody on here politically because I don't have have a vote in the United States and I don't know anything about United States politics. But um, I was just purely going on a personal relationship and my experience with uh, with uh, President Clinton as a human being and nothing to do with politics at all. Just to Let's, throw that out there. <laughs> that's No, that's that's very wonderful and fitting because even though we like to leave politics out of here, and yes, our editor-in-chief and boss, Zach, is not an American citizen either, opinions can oh, still be... Oh, I forgot be, about that. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm no the vote. gang here. Yeah, it's like right now, it's like, yeah, it's, it's uh, I'm the minority, so... Um, yeah. I got a quick, I got a quick question for you, real quick. Uh, unless you got any more fun, uh, slick willy stories, but um, I this is what <laughs> this is what I want to ask every single. That's a stupid name, by the way. But I just we say it just because it's nicknames. I mean, whatever, tricky yeah. nick, whatever. Um, yeah. So I always, yeah. I always want to ask caddies this, especially like tour caddies, because you guys are the best. You guys are the ones who do it the most. You do it for the most, obviously, like the most living in your job. Lorkin, what's your favorite piece of gear? And I'll give you an example. For me, once I discovered Randy Sun waterproof socks, game changer. Like, I will wear any pair of shoes. I don't care. Some guys, I'm sure a lot of guys will say gold bond or something like that. But you, to me, tell me whether it's like a piece of Under Armour underwear or like a lucky rabbit's foot that you never leave behind. Tell me about your favorite. Well, seeing as I'm, uh, yeah, I'm very, very fortunate enough to be uh, actually associated with several companies. So my Greg Norman apparel, which is available openly online is definitely the most comfortable gear that you'll Love ever it. play golf in followed <laughs> by my my Kentwell socks okay um, so yeah those two those two things are very important no but honestly man uh, for me uh, uh, obviously uh, uh shoes are very important so uh, i i've worn for years now my entire career i've worn uh, adidas uh, superstars the old, uh, the old style adidas superstars i've just had the most success in them and then um, oh. they're the most comfortable things i have on my feet and actually had a great, great, great deal with Adidas for many years, and then uh, obviously Taylor made, uh, Taylor made an Adidas uh, sold them. So um, yeah, so but I still buy them now. I used to not have to buy them, but that's okay. You're, you're talking about the Adidas uh, Superstar sixty two, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly so what you're talking about. So it's all good. Yeah. Are you getting pulled over right now? Yeah. Um, no, I'm actually getting harassed by a homeless person. Oh, that's <laughs> too bad. That's, that's really too bad. Yeah. We need video of this. This is... Yeah. We, uh, we, we, welcome welcome to America. Um, uh, Zach, other than uh, the final question, I don't really have anything else specifically for him. Do you got anything else? Yeah, uh, my, the final Twitter question relates very well to that. It's rangefinders versus green books. What are your thoughts on it? We were talking... Uh, we were talking today about um, Green's books in the car on the way down here. I was talking with Mark Hubbard's caddy, um, Reed. Man, I think uh, Green's books—they just take the—they uh, take the art of reading the green out of the equation. They've made it almost too easy. Agreed. I think. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't like them. Um, Rangefinders. I think they're great. I think I don't think rangefinders should ever be allowed on tour because I don't think this, the the uh, the reason for the slow play is um is the caddies or the play or um, the players getting a yardage. I think it's more to do with pre-shot routines. Um, so I don't think that rangefinders should be allowed. And I think uh, last year, the year before, um, you guys may know better than me. The web.com uh, they did experiment for a week with uh, with rangefinders, and it did not improve the the pace of play. 
and I think rangefinders, man, they take a, if you, uh, you have to do your work out here, man. And, um, if you get to use the rangefinders, then you won't be, um, the guys who don't do their work won't be caught out. Not that we're out here to catch people out, but I think there's a certain level of, um, integrity that's involved in what we do. And you do need to walk the golf course every week and, and check the numbers. It doesn't matter if you're here for the first time or the hundredth time, you'll always, you'll always learn something. So I don't agree with either one of them being inside the ropes once the gun goes off. No, <clears throat> that makes sense to me. I mean, I, I definitely. Do you guys know? I don't know. Did, did Tiger have greens books when he was the best putter in the world? I don't know how long the greens books have been around. I don't remember them being around when I started on tour, and that was 2009. They may have been around then, but I, just, I certainly don't remember them. You know, now that I think about it, Zach, I might not even know what a greens book is because I've only worked at one place and we sell yardage books, and those things are all out of whack. So I mean, <laughs> you guys have you guys have any do you guys have any idea how much a greens book is? By the way, per week, per week. Oh, I can guess how much a greens. $120. That's not bad. It's $165 a week. Jeez. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. And, and you know, no, I respect that they, they do. They put a lot of effort into it. And, the, and there's massive technology that goes into it. And I think the product that Mark Long produces is absolutely unrivaled. It's the best product in the world. That's why we get it on the PGA Tour. And um, I, if I was reading putts for Ryan, which I don't, because he's a smart man and he doesn't allow me to read his putts. <laughs> Um, I would buy. I would buy. I would buy one. I would buy one of those books. But um, fortunately, I'm 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 in a position where I don't where I don't have to. And I think, man, over the over um over the history of golf, the best players in the world have always read their own putts. Anyway, you know what, Zach? I can attest to that. My favorite loops are usually for better golfers, like my friend uh, Brian Tro. He uh, he says we read all his putts together, but he read every one of them, and he's an amazing putter. And I like to remind him about that because he's always just like, "We're reading great today." I'm like, "Yeah, we are." I mean. I had a great, uh, I, uh, uh, Sydney was very, very independent, still, it still is very independent on the golf course, and uh, we were in Hawaii one time, and she asked me to read this putt, she may or may not remember this story, man, I couldn't tell you where this thing was going, right, I'd been out in friggin' Waikiki Beach, all night long, I watched the sun come up, I think, I don't even remember watching the sun come up, I couldn't tell you where this thing was going, so you know what I told her? I told her it breaks towards the ocean, and she said, I like that, and knocked it in. We're on a friggin' island, dude. Breaks <laughs> towards the ocean. <laughs> Whatever, dude. It works. Oh yeah. You were right. Uh, well, a good caddy makes her player believe. Well, caddy makes her player believe. Yeah, you're or, wrong. That's true, because I've gotten in a mindset lately when I'm caddying where usually the last two or three phrases or sentences out of my mouth are positive or just like upbeat or whatever, whether that it's like you got to meet their personality and in the end, don't think negative, but absolutely. That's it. Uh, Zach, uh, yeah. uh, can I unload the last question on them before we depart? Yeah, well, before, Jerry, I know you have a question you like to ask everyone. Before we yes. get to that, I have a question for if hopefully we meet down the road, we have the one important question of what's your drink of choice? We've got to know what to say. My drink up. of choice. My drink of choice would have to be uh, Bulmers, which is an Irish cider. An Irish yeah. cider. I've heard of that before. It's called Bulmers. It's uh, marketed in the United States and outside of Ireland as Magners. Okay, yeah. noted. I do like that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah that's, that's that's if I have it. That's if I have a choice. Actually, the people I'm staying with this week shot me a text on the way here and said, "Hey, man, what beer do you drink?" And I said, "Or what's your favorite beer?" And I said, "The one that's in my hand." But I'm driving right now and I don't have one. So <laughs> that's my that's my drink of choice is whatever's in my hand. But I don't drink liquor. How about that for an Irish guy? 
Wow. Yeah, but yeah, I don't drink. I don't drink. If somebody, does, if somebody does something solamente, it's usually uh, the yeah the brown or like liquor as opposed to like oh no, I just stick the beer or whatever. So. Uh, so yeah, good for yeah, you. What a shock to Conor McGregor! What a shock to Conor McGregor's acting like he is, and then he goes and produces uh, his own whiskey because liquor does that to Irish people, man. It makes them act like he's acting. So uh, <laughs> well, that's what I say. Wait, I didn't want to drink it. <laughs> I think he's a little. He's got a little slow yeah. down there in terms of catching up, uh, honestly. But uh... man, it's just gonna be. It's just gonna be hard for me if I drink liquor, man, to take a dolly to the Shrixon truck and just explain that to Ryan in the morning that I was had too much liquor. Man, I'm sorry <laughs> I broke the Shrixon truck up. Can we still be friends? Please let me caddy for you. It's just it's not gonna go down <laughs> like that. So, <laughs> so I just I shy away from it. Yeah, Irish cider, man. That's what I'm. That's what I'm into for sure. Uh, the Irish cider sounds like code for something else, but I I got you. So. Uh... No, it is, man, it is. You got to look it up. It's marketed as Magners in the United States. Magners Irish Cider. No, I got you. I got, I it's like 90% I already alcohol. wrote it down. <laughs> All right, so I got one 90% last question alcohol. I got one last question for you here, and it's we, we can't really – we're trying to think of like a signature final question to ask people, and I, I thought of this one. It's pretty much the only question I could think of that I think – really uh let's let's us get to know the person that we're talking to and you get to think for a second about anything you want and no answer is incorrect but it's not necessarily about golf but i always ask uh like the no laying up guys like to ask when was the last time you paid for golf or whatever that's a very that's a very slick question i like that because it could be different for everybody my question to you is mr morris if you could be the president of any fan club and again it could be posthumous or or, or or not who uh who would you be the president of our if I could be the president for one day. No, no, no. It's like, so it's like there's obviously fan clubs for Elvis, for Elvis Costello, for Arnold Palmer, yeah. for Harry Barden, for everything in between. If you could pick one person that you were like chieftain in information, like giving a fuck, and anyone who had a question about fill in the blank went to you because you were the man, who would that person be? Oh, I mean, that's easy, website. man. You. No, I would have loved that. Yeah. That too, uh, you, you, yeah, you too, for sure, man. <laughs> Irish rock band, you too. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite rock band in the world. Interesting, nice. Yeah, nice. absolutely, definitely, no doubt, no doubt about it. So and the first so thing I do is I get a big piece of duct tape and I put it on Bono's mouth, and I'd only take it away so he could sing songs, not so he couldn't talk with his political crap in between. <laughs> You'll meet a lot of Irish people, man, who really like U 2s music and they don't care for Bono the person, which is kind you of know, sad. But I think he does a lot of it to himself. Zach, this is actually some breaking and very deep perspective because uh, we don't get to talk to people across the pond or from across the pond very often. And the last thing I think of is what an Irish person's opinion is on you too, honestly. It was just one of those things that uh, us dumbass Americans just don't connect together. A lot of us forget you two's even from Ireland, honestly. We're just like, oh yeah, that's that. So you, man, you, you, you too forgot they're from Ireland. How about <laughs> half of you two? Half, half of you two is not even from Ireland, man. Half of them were born in England. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, that's I true. Did not the, know that. The, uh, the, I sure the, yes, so. I know. The Edge, the Edge, David Evans and Adam Clayton were both born in England. And Adam Clayton has an English accent. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, so you t and you too don't even claim Irish uh, Irish citizenship anymore. They took out friggin' some other citizenship in Europe so really? for tax reasons. And then Bono Bono wants to get on his podium and tell all the Irish people to pay taxes and well they don't pay it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. I'd get duct tape if I was president of a fan club, and I'd I'd tape his mouth, and he could sing. But that was it. That is that yeah. is the most perfect funny thing to end on. I love it, uh, Zach. Uh, before we promote yeah. uh, anything, can you uh, uh, ask uh, Lorcan where we can find him, or how uh, whatever he's uh, supporting right now, charity wise or fundraiser or anything? Yeah, Lorcan. If you have anything else you want to 
plug, go for it now and let the people know where they could find you or if they could find you. You might just be a man of mystery. No one could get in touch. Well, yeah, well, I'm on, I'm on Twitter. I don't use it. I'm on Instagram. I don't use that. I have a personal Facebook page. I do use that. So that's probably the best avenue. And then as regards to uh, stuff that I support, definitely uh, the first tee of the foothills, which is uh, right, uh, the uh, first tee chapter right by my house. Kimberly and I live in one of the poorest uh, counties in North Carolina. Phil Wallace uh, runs the chapter there. We had a fundraiser at my house the week of BMW. That was the first annual one that we're going to do. And uh, we raised about... Um, just uh, just shy of two thousand dollars in about a, an hour and a half this year with uh, with donations on the night and uh, stuff that stuff that came after. So yeah, the first tier of foothills. If guys want to get on there and uh, and and donate to that, that that'll be awesome. That's yeah. great, great. Yeah, I mean you can so, only yeah. find catting at Bandon Dunes for money to feed my my mouth and my family and at Twitter at Jerry Lou Looper One and Zach uh, button us all up here. Yeah, you could find us at From the Back Tees, and we hope you guys enjoyed the pod. Hopefully, we'll have you on again soon, Lorcan. It was great. Lorcan, this has been one of the most delightful forty-minute conversations. Hey, why ever. don't uh, yeah, why don't we do this, man? Because charity and giving back is really, really, is really, really close to my heart. Um, that's why I volunteer at the fire department, and that's why I'm uh, heavily involved and hold a fundraiser at my house every year. Why don't we do this, your listeners? Whoever gives the largest donation in the next. Uh, in the next seven days, they tweet tweet you guys next uh, Monday night. You guys get in touch with me with their uh, their name, address, the amount they tweeted, and then uh, I'll send them uh, a bag of uh, on uh, swag, which will include at least uh, one hat in there signed uh, signed by Ryan with uh, some gloves oh, and balls. Sweet. Wow! So and and just to, just to throw it out there for the listeners, the, sw- the swag's going to be worth somewhere about $150. So let's try to make the donation uh, the donation higher than that. And then they just, uh, if you guys just tweet these guys at the uh, at uh, uh, on Twitter, and then uh, they'll uh, they'll inform me next week, and then we'll go from there. Zach, you got that? Yeah, let's do that first tee for first. Yeah, first tee at the foothills. Their information is uh, is online, and Phil Wallace is uh, who you need to talk to there, and he'll take the information. Perfect. All right. Well, we got a great well, start. I, for, right. well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys a lot, man. You guys are great. We, we appreciate you, Mr. Morris. Absolutely. Uh, Zach, uh, give us some parting words here. Absolutely. Can't wait to have you on again, Lorcan. And uh, hopefully well, good luck in all future tournaments. We'll be following along closely. Yes, I appreciate it. Cheers, fellas. Cheers, Lorcan. Cheers.